We're kicking down this motherfucking door, and we're doing that. Let's get into it. If there's anything that could be haunted, for sure that Whoa. fucking chair's haunted. Then again, the internet always wins. The internet always wins. Searching around about uh, this dog I found. Let's be frank, there's piss on the floor. Okay, welcome back for another week, folks. Uh, you're listening to Three Dudes in a Dock. This week we watched the 2013 doc, Jodorowsky's or Hodorowsky's Dune. Uh, I'm with Mitch and Christian, as always. Hello. Good day, gentlemen. Um, so, yeah. So, okay, let me first off ask you, have either of you seen either of the Dune movies, whether the uh, original or the one that was just released not too long ago? No. No. Christian has. Christian has. And and what do you think of Dune? Fan, not fan? Uh, I, I feel like my opinion is sort of tainted now because I would rather have seen the Dune that never came out than oh, the Dune you. that I did see because I think this is probably one of the coolest movies that I've never seen. Yeah, absolutely. So have you seen any of Hodorowsky's uh, um, films? No. No. I watched the trailer for the cowboy one. Yeah. Oh, Topo. Holy shit, that movie looks weird. Uh, I think everything he does looks weird. Yeah, man. Like, I, I couldn't get over the naked little boy part. That, yeah, dude. You caught that too? <laughs> I didn't see I, it. I wasn't, what? I was, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I guess it's okay because it's his son. Yeah, that just weirded oh, me right. out. That, that. Yeah. That's like, you know, like there's movie trailers that make you want to watch the movies. Yeah. That's a clip that makes me not want to watch the movie. Do you think there's like super weird directors like Polanski that like love that movie? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes, like, Polanski maybe. That but... son of a bitch got to do it in film. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just. Oh my God, I never thought about that. <laughs> like, I, I'm really confused because like. This documentary had everyone like just basically groveling at Hodorowski's feet. And yeah. like, are these movies, like, I've never heard of these movies. Like, are they like super culturally significant or like, are they movies that like should be revered? Cause they look like they're fucking super weird and don't make any sense. I think they're just like cult classics. So like they're probably known in Mexico or like certain parts of the States. But right. I could just see how we're not really like we would never really see that. Yeah, for sure. It would like especially in Canada. I doubt those movies made it up here in the same kind of like excitement or like enthusiasm. But in like the industry of cinema, the stylistic side and the technical side, I think that they are probably talked about like in a serious way. They're not just like sort of uh, like talked about as like extreme ends of the scale mm-hmm. on like the crazy wild far out there side they're they're probably quite technically well done um they just they might have content that would be a little bit too surrealist and 
like high concept but like low concept delivery yeah the movie's idea is really out there and crazy but his delivery is very like bare bones and kind of cheap studio-esque maybe it's because of the 70s and it just looks like that but i feel like i feel like these movies are important in like the history of cinema but those movies aren't necessarily always the most popular either yeah absolutely I, I would argue, like, for, for El Topo over The Holy Mountain, I think. But, like, that one just looks fucking weird we gotta, as hell. We got to watch them. It almost seems like we got to, like, drop a bunch of acid to watch them. And then we'll be like, oh, yeah, that all made sense. You can watch it for $7 on Apple TV. Wow, $7? Is that more expensive than it would be to rent this? Like, I, this was unavailable on Prime or uh, Judd is Dune? No, the the Holy, the Holy Mountain. Holy so Mountain. yeah, it was seven bucks off Apple. But did you did you have to rent uh, Jodorowsky's Dune? Yeah, I bought it. You can rent it from four ninety nine. That's crazy on, on Apple TV. Hmm. Um, it's also kind of crazy. He's still alive. That's yeah, he's yeah. I was surprised. He's like a year younger than my grandpa. He was born in the twenties, nineteen twenty nine. Yeah, and then yeah, like damn. that's crazy. Yeah, my grandpa was. Born in 27 or 28. I think 27 because he, he turns 95 this year. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, I guess this almost this came out almost 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Tw- 2013. Wow. Yeah. So cool. one thing like I was thinking about as I was watching, it's like, do did either of the – Dune movies that were made, like take anything from this, you think? I, yeah, I definitely think so. Could you imagine if the new Dune, they were like at the production table or like meetings and they were like, oh yeah, do you guys know about the first Dune, like Jodorowsky's Dune? Yeah. Fuck that stupid shit. Let's yeah. do our own thing. There's no way. They, they definitely took from his ideas. If they didn't, they're fools. Yeah. See, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I think it might have just been too out there for me to to enjoy. It had it come been, out? You mean? Yeah, dude, it would have been so sick. Cause like I think if like Star Wars on paper, if it like never came out, and then like that whole thing never developed into what it is, you might a lot of people might be like, "This is weird." Like I don't. This seems so out there and weird. But if you have Dune, and then like that's on film, people will just be like, "Holy shit, this is possible." Yeah. Like people lost their shit with 2001. Sure. And he was going to be like, oh, I'm going to make 2001 look like some bullshit. Right. So I wonder if Dune comes out and then Kubrick sees it and Kubrick, I wonder if he'd be like, oh, fuck. Now I got to. I got to do another sci-fi. <laughs> I got to do some wild shit. Yeah. Yeah. So it just pushes everything. Like they said in, uh, in the documentary that, you know, had this come out before uh, Star Wars, like maybe Star oh, Wars, yeah. Star Wars wouldn't have been a thing. No way. Yeah, it, everything would have been Dune. Yeah, Dune action figures. Yeah. I Yeah, I really think that's true. And I think that the one thing that would have held it back if it did come out was the potential runtime. I don't think they ever said a runtime. Yodorowsky did mention, like, what if it was, like, 20 hours long, like, 10 hours long, like, even yeah. if it was five hours long. When's the last time you watched a fucking five-hour movie? Like, yeah. I don't think I've ever watched a five-hour movie. Like, Cleopatra, I think, is the longest movie I've ever watched. And it was, like, just over four hours. 
but even that was like i had to set aside a whole saturday like that's yeah. not a normal movie but like you could bust out star wars like in an evening for sure but you got a movie that's pushing like six or seven or eight or ten hours holy fuck like you Jeez. couldn't show it in theaters you'd have to book out like just a weekend shows like matinees but the matinee extends into your evening showtime and it's just it's not a feasible movie consumer wise to maybe take over the world but cult wise holy shit like yeah you'd have whole festivals built around watching dune yeah. once throughout the weekend yeah so it would be a mushroom trip you could yeah. do mushrooms and you could come up and come back down before you're done watching potentially dune so yeah the whole time. so there there's a thing here on um imdb trivia about the length the movie said uh the studio would only let him make the movie provided that would be an hour and 50 minutes long he declined <laughs> yeah. he, he declined oh, yeah. reportedly stating that he would uh make approximately a 15 hour long film and this, oh but, but, this is a common misconception. He never planned that the actual movie was going to be 15 to 20 hours. He made the statement in a fit of passion that his artistry would not be confined uh, or compromised by a running time restriction. The studios were asking for a 90 to 120 minute running time for profit reasons, uh, mm-hmm. asserting that he will make the film as long as he wants it to be and not because some suit wants more money. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's what I had thought in the first place. And that's what I yeah. feel like I gathered from the doc too, that it was, it was never actually going to be like 15 or 20 hours, but it was just a hyperbole on his end. And he seems like a kind of a fucking crazy guy. So oh, yeah. fair yeah. enough. I can see him doing it just out of spite. Yeah. Which would be funny. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, I, again, I've never watched any of the Dune movies, so I, I don't know really, like, the... It sounds like a cool story. Yeah, I, I feel like I kind of want to watch it. It's like, biblical, but, like, I don't know. Admittedly, now that I, I've heard Jodorowsky's uh, take on David Lynch's Dune, which is a fucking shame, because David Lynch is a cool guy, um i would skip maybe straight to the one that just came out yeah the newest one who did that one uh i don't know i can find the guy in the sunglasses who was the one who sat down with um norovsky or however you say his last name um yeah that guy that directed Drive, like you guys ever seen Drive? Oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, Drive is cool. Ryan, that movie's so sick. With Ryan Gosling. Yeah, there's like no yeah. dialogue. It's just Ryan Gosling looking badass, getting in and out of a car. <laughs> so like on paper, that movie probably looks so stupid. Um, and then like, oh, the fuck. script's like five pages. Yeah, gets so, in car, gets out of car. So the director of uh, the new uh, Dune movies, Canadian, uh, Denis oh. Villeneuve. Oh, Villanova. Yeah, yeah. Villanova. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, cool. Like, okay. And it has a ridiculous cast. Like, the cast for um, Hodorowski's Dune was going to be ridiculous if it had have came out. But, like, yeah, man. I'm just going to read, like, the first, like, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, first 12 people. Like, Tim- <laughs> Timothy Chalamet, like, huge actor. Zendaya. Zenda- what? You don't know who Timothy Chalamet is? <laughs> I don't. No, I don't know who that is. Yeah, he's uh he's a big actor. Okay. Very big. He's he's young, but he's big actor. Zendaya, Tom Holland's girlfriend, huge actress right now. 
Nope. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know who Rebecca Ferguson is, but Oscar Isaac, big actor. I know none of these people. This movie sounds like shit, Tyler. No, that, it's a it's an amazing <laughs> cast. Who's the fat Jabba the Hutt character? That's not Jabba oh, yeah. the Hutt. I don't know. Uh, Jason Momoa is uh, is in it as well. Uh, he's a bad guy for sure. Oh, he's probably Papa Duke or no, what was that guy's name? Duncan oh, Idaho. Oh, never mind. Pumpkin Idaho. Yeah. I mean, no, Duncan. Oh, Duncan. Yeah. And then you got Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, Javier Bardem, Josh Bro- uh, Brolin. Um, I don't know these two women. And then David, uh, I don't know how to say his last name, Dash. Das Malchian. He looks familiar. I know him from movies. I, I He's not huge, though. I know none of these people. You, you don't know Stellan Skarsgård? You're not selling this thing. Like, no. You don't know Isn't that Guardians of the Galaxy character? No. Oh, okay. He's it's a person. In... Oh, was Stellan Skarsgård in um, Thor? Yeah. See the old. Yeah. Oh, the Doctor. Yeah. Okay. And Josh Brolin. Yeah. Har- Javier in a movie, I think. Yeah. Javier Bardem. Like. He was the guy with the air pistol in No Country for Old Men. Yes. Yeah. Dave Bautista, former uh, WWF star. Turned... Yeah, sorry, I don't follow wrestling. But he's no, a, but I know who that is. He's a great World actor. Foundation. Oh yeah, he protected pandas. Yeah, did he? He'd go in the Congo. He fought off the Vietcong and the Americans. Yeah, he was an independent. Shed tears of peace. <laughs> but anyways, a fantastic cast. So the yeah, so it had a huge budget. Too. How long is it? Uh, it is. That'd be awesome if it was like 90 minutes. <laughs> In the end, the studio always gets their fucking way. Two and a half hours. Oh, nice. Okay. okay. Two okay. hours. Yeah, two hours, 35 minutes. I wonder what he thinks of that one. Yeah, that whole like pull-in intro through the galaxies and through the universe. Huh. That's probably like two and a half hours right there. Yeah. It's uh, it's rated 8 out of 10 on IMDb, which is pretty, pretty decent. Huh. Yeah. I feel like I'd like to watch it. I mean, I've seen the original Dune, I guess, like David Lynch's Dune. Yeah. The shitty one. Yeah. Is it like jokingly bad? Yeah. It's kind of like Flash Gordon. I was going to say, is it like Flash Gordon? It's super cheesy. um, I mean, it's kind of fun. I didn't know about Jodorowsky's Dune. And obviously, I watched this maybe like 10 years ago. So I didn't know about Villeneuve's Dune in plan or not even then. Mm-hmm. So like this was Dune. This was the only Dune besides the books, and it's just a different medium. So it's kind of a different thing. And yeah, I don't know how close it stuck to the books at all or the original story. So that Dune, David Lynch's Dune, is all I know. And it was fun for what it was, but now seeing Jodorowsky's and knowing that there's this new Dune, and knowing what Jodorowsky thinks of david lynch's dune that was one of my favorite parts where he's like oh, i like i don't want to go see the movie yeah i really i think it's gonna like break my heart and then he gets forced by his kids to go and see it and he's in there and he's covering his eyes and then he starts to sort of watch it and he's there and he's like oh this this is i'm all right with this because this is a piece of shit i don't fucking care at all yeah he's like i was so happy that it yeah sucks. it's and amazing like, That's so awesome. it sucks yeah so i mean like and then which is cool that yeah. he after that goes on to say i love david lynch so like i understand that it wasn't him like i understand how this industry works so this was some producer or this was someone else yeah 
so that was cool that he didn't just completely i guess he didn't really shit on david lynch at all but that was cool that he just made that difference and be like no david lynch is still cool but fuck hollywood so here's a, a funny little not not really a connection but uh in in hodorowski's dune uh i believe uh, uh mick jagger was supposed to play fade rotha and in david lynch's dune he has another musician playing the same character oh really who is it sting sting oh yeah right yeah. Huh. weird i never i forgot about that yeah wow. so well i was only three when i watched it 10 years ago so yeah 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 like it had i mean i don't i don't know as many of the cast but like kyle mclaughlin's big he's in the twin peaks uh so and patrick stewart was uh was a character in it oh the yeah. star trek dude the star trek dude yeah oh man the same and william hurt as well who's now dead huh. oh he got hurt <laughs> yeah time, time got him I beat the shit out of him. And the lady who voices the the leader in Incredibles, the no cape lady, Linda Hunt. Oh yeah. yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting little uh, little connection there. That uh, yeah, Jagger would have played the same character Sting played, both yeah. musicians. Cool. Interesting. Yeah, this yeah. movie just seems like it would have been nuts. Right. So like even if it was like three, four hours long. Oh yeah. Man, and imagine like so Pink Floyd was uh was oh, tacked Jesus. to do the uh the soundtrack for it. Yeah. Well, like a portion of the soundtrack, right? Or was why well, misunderstanding so, that? No, so, yeah, it was them in like some mag- magma. Thing, right? So Carrot. so the soundtrack the soundtrack was to be done by Pink Floyd. Uh, mm-hmm. Their compositions would represent the uh, progressive House of Atreides, an influential '70s ho- or French progressive rock band, uh, Magma, whose compositions would represent the evil House of Harkonnen. So, right. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Pink Floyd was the good guys. Magma was the bad guys. Fuck yeah! That would have been oh. nuts. Yeah. That would have been cool. I'm kind of glad that it didn't happen, actually, because Pink Floyd doesn't need any more fucking shit. No. They've got enough cool things going on. They don't need Dune, too. So, the, uh, the, um, oh, geez, what was I going to say? The, the, the cool part to me of this was uh, seeing H.R. Geiger. Uh, I, I've never seen him before. Like, I know he was a huge, well, he designed all the aliens in the movie Aliens. Uh, mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Um, not what I expected. No. no yeah, I, I, I knew about Geiger actually before this. I I kind of went down like his rabbit hole, and oh, yeah, he's a pretty fucking weird guy. Yeah, like, I cool. I knew about him long ago, like from Aliens or from Alien. Um, but yeah, I had never seen a an interview or anything with him before. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> he's just kind of like bumpy and rough and strange and gurgly as his art yeah yeah he's a very kind of not in any kind of offensive way he might be dead so whatever but like he's kind of a swampy dude okay yeah he's define, like a troll define swampy ogreish <laughs> um, yeah. and potentially nice serves its purpose but goddamn yeah. rough 
the Australian guy that they interview, it says he's a filmmaker. It would be cool to check out some of his stuff. Yeah. It's about his shit's super weird because Australian films are, they're out there. He seemed like he knew what he was talking about too. Yeah. He's, everyone in this documentary seemed a little too, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, pretentious to me. Mm. Well, like Lars von Trier shit? No, no. He's seems like a pretentious, but it just seemed like it's all like, I don't know. Like, like bowing down? Well, I, I love film, but I don't look at film like the artsy way that, that some of these people do, I, th- I guess. Like, yeah. Yeah. I I I, I'm not so much into the, uh, um, the experimental films like that, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, Artists uh, would say you don't have what's called heart, <laughs> and that's fine. I'm <laughs> like, okay. You fucking heartless bastard. Yeah, but it's so, okay. So I'm looking at the Australian guy's credits. So he he wrote and directed uh, the Island of Doctor Moreau, but. He's uncredited for the Island of Dr. Moreau for directing because he was fired and replaced by John Frankenheimer. God damn. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And that's all he's done? No. Oh, okay. He's done a couple documentaries, uh, The Other World, The White Darkness, The Secret Glory. Uh, He's done a documentary short called Voice of the Moon. He's done some music videos, some video shorts. So like nothing, cool. like his latest one was called Color Out of Space. Wait, what? Yeah, with Nicolas Cage. He did that? You heard yeah. that? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not amazing, but I mean, the Color Out of Space is a fucking wicked Lovecraft short story. Yeah. And I, the movie was sort of dumb. Like there was a lot of dumb shit about it, but it was still kind of fun. I mean, cool. Yeah, book is better, but it was fun enough. He did that. That's interesting. He did do that. Yeah, back in 2019. Huh. Cool. With Mr. Cage. Yeah. Oh, see. I feel like maybe it wouldn't have worked out so well for this documentary if they didn't get fanboys of Jodorowsky. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because, like, why would you want to have an hour and a half of people not giving Jodorowsky the credit that this documentary obviously was set out to find? Because mm-hmm. nobody would make this to discredit Jodorowsky. Be like, he was a crackpot piece of shit and like yeah. terrible person. He ranked, he raped Frank Herbert lovingly. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, this this movie is clearly biased even from its inception. Um, I guess you could have made this documentary to like shit on Jodorowsky, but not likely. So yeah, it's it's rife with fanboys but then production guys too like that was a nice touch that they interviewed people who were a part of the original project Mm -hmm. and like they obviously had some gripes with Jodorowsky but they also they told it like it was I think more realistically and they've got the time yeah as distance so that they can really see it clearly or clearer so that was that was nice so Here's a, uh, a personal quote from him, from the director on uh, Hodorowsky's Dune. Uh, at one point I was worried because we had a rough cut and it was good, but it wasn't as good as we thought it should be. So we sat down and restructured the whole thing. We got the story our, our there, out there in a way uh, that it's not just for science fiction geeks. It's really just a story about charismatic man and a natural storyteller. 
taking you on a magical journey. So yeah, I would believe it. I mean, it might be. I had a ton of fun watching this documentary. Oh yeah, I've I've heard about it. Like Jodorowsky's Dune is like a term now, almost like it's a colloquialism. It's like a a phrase. It's like that says hidden as or like that's as lost or out there or crazy as Jodorowsky's Dune. Like I've I've definitely heard about it before. Um, Cool. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the uh, the. director as much anymore not that no. I, not it like that the kid dicks and the raping or no he he was or a produ- director of the doc or he was a production manager on paranormal state that show was was annoying i hate that <laughs> i hate the the host of it well, <laughs> you gotta keep your lights on you heartless artistic son of a bitch yeah like so do you know have you ever watched paranormal state no, no, it's like, but I guess that it's lame as fuck. So it's, it's a group, yeah. it's a group of like paranormal investigators, like going in, like a dramatized show. No, it's not. It's it's a reality reality TV. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> reality. It's uh... yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like I said, so the the, Paranorm- uh, the paranormal research society or PRS uh, director Ryan Buell was really annoying, and then. They had this like psychic on their chip coffee and he's super annoying. And then it just, yeah. That's his birth given name. Chip coffee. Yeah. Chip, yeah. Co- uh, chip coffee. Yeah. It doesn't say anything other here. Though. Hey, let's start some internet beef. Fuck these ghost fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then. Just bullshit. I, th- I think I remember the show. Like, do you remember a show called room Raiders? Oh Yeah. I think I do actually. Like yeah. it was like an MTV thing. Yeah. Or much. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. yeah. So it was a dating show. Yeah. They take uh, uh, three contestants and then they have their rooms inspected by a guy, and who whomever room he thinks he likes the best, he gets to go out on a date with them. Oh what yeah. a yeah! That's I remember great. this show. That was weird. <laughs> Nick Lachey was the uh, the host. So it was yeah, Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson were the hosts. <laughs> Wait, is that, how does this relate to Jodorowsky's Dune again? The, the director, guy who the director was, a, was a production manager on it for two episodes, yeah. but still. This, that was the director of Jodorowsky's Dune? Yeah. yeah. I feel oh, like okay. Tyler's just heavily shitting on this guy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was Frank Pavage? Yeah, he was also a director uh, or a producer on uh, called Scrappers. So basically like a reality show about guys who just go and scrap metal and stuff. Don't, oh. <laughs> don't talk shit on scrappers, man. Those junkyard people are crazy. Yeah. I thought that was street fighting. That's way darn. What a wild reality show that would be. Like, street fights? Yeah. What? Today, a Christian might die. <laughs> don't you, One do, you, punch, yeah. do you remember like the internet uh, series Bum Fights? Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still feel bad about that. It's all right. You should feel better. That guy's in jail. I should have never done it. A long time. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> I remember when I Doc came in. Dr. Phil brought him on his show and just like blasted him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Like this was one that like I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. I you didn't really it. like this doc? Not really. Like I guess I didn't really give a shit about it, really. Like the, the subject matter. Like again, I, I think I think the movie would have been too out there for me. Like it I guess I, like, I love weird shit. But it's just like weird shit in the name of like art. 
just seems really yeah. like pretentious to me. Like it, it just, I don't know. It rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, I I'm for it because I'm I'm more of a sci-fi guy than anything oh, else in terms of fiction. I love sci-fi. Like throw me any kind of sci-fi and I'll watch it. It's just especially when like again I I, I took him to be very pretentious. Like oh this is like high art. Like no, it's a fucking movie. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I mean like could you could you imagine like. Um, like Renaissance painters, like a fucking Caravaggio or Michelangelo or Da Vinci seeing a movie and they're like, no, this is garbage. And then we tell them like, this is like millions of pictures done so fast in sequence that it appears to capture real life. Like like conceptually, it's fucking crazy kinds of art. Like it's, it'd be like painting a million paintings. Actually, there was a movie like this where they, they painted, hand painted every single frame, like a fresh, Full canvas oh, painting. Yeah, fuck. It was uh, called Vincent, I think. Yeah. Um, it's fucking scary to watch, though. Like, do it completely stone sober at like two in the afternoon. Like, get yourself prepared because it's like, it'll give you seizures for sure. But I, I think that movies are a really, really, they are a kind of high art because it's there's so much technically that goes into having to make them. I think to be able to pull off a good one, there's so much shit for movies, but once in a while there are good ones. Mm-hmm. And I think to be able to pull off a good one, like you, you can't be an idiot. You, you got to be kind of a smart guy and you've got to sure. have an eye and a good leader. You've got to be a good leader. But yeah. I think in that terms, like, like good art in movies is rare and whatever, and it can be in any genre, I think, like horror or sci-fi or drama, whatever. Um, but I think sci-fi holds a particularly interesting place in my uh, love for movies because it is one of the only genres that can realistically change the world and really throw some like fuel on the fire of human progress. We've obviously been progressing for thousands of years, or I'd say quite well, given that it's only been a couple of like decades or like a couple of tens of thousands of years versus 4 billion of life on earth. Excuse me. But sci-fi is interesting because I think it shows you for the first time a world that isn't yours, but totally can be. Mm-hmm. So in, in a fucked up relation, uh, an artist, uh, Hieronymus Bosch, uh, like, you know, Hieronymus Bosch. I, so as a little aside, I love the show Bosch and he's named after Hieronymus Bosch. So uh, okay. through the, through the series, like it, it kind of like gives you little tidbits about uh, the original Hieronymus Bosch. Right. It's so, like, he was kind of a fucking crackpot and his art reflects that. Um, it's super fucking strange. Like pelicans eating giant centipedes that their legs are people. And oh, cool. That, pelican's ass is like a furnace where there's a pizza guy but he's got like the legs of a turtle like really fucking strange shit this stuff sounds awesome it's really cool i think you'd like it but uh things like that represent a world that isn't ours and can never be that it's it's real fiction i guess if i could like put quotes around real like that's like that's serious fiction it is completely imaginative but sci-fi, if it's done right, and I, I admit Jodorowsky's Dune is pretty fucking out there. Like, it's 
it's it's pretty weird it's on the verge of being bosch style sci-fi like it's not what we would i guess in sci-fi call um uh what is that speculative fiction mm -hmm. it is science-based fiction um but not based on the technology or anything really just on the motifs and the themes and concepts and structures within sci-fi jodorowsky's dune is uh, not speculative but star trek star trek is 100 percent speculative it might be on the weaker end of the spectrum um but i think it's there, there's a difference and every, everyone i think could agree that the difference between star trek and jodorowsky's dune uh is just the fantastical element but i would i would say that jodorowsky's dune uh it's it rouses me in that way because sci-fi is unique in the regards that it, it pushes it can push humans forward in a really neat open-minded way um not the way that something like lord of the rings can like lord of the rings is epic fantasy and like the iliad and the odyssey if it were ever a movie or like troy the story of the enid sort of um it's epic fantasy and it's fantasy that's good or like mists of avalon is another like epic fantasy novel uh, like king arthur style but it can't it can't push humans further i think along their progressive path materialistically at least it can maybe change some things socially like you could have like a really strong female lead for the first time like in mists of avalon or you could have no money really like in star trek but Jodorowsky's Dune is, I think it's a great mix of both in that it, it can push you into a world that could potentially be yours. It might not look the same or work the same, but there are things that are represented in sci-fi that I don't think are represented as completely in other genres. So yeah, Jodorowsky's Dune and like crazy high art sci-fi shit, I think is is really neat. Most of it's garbage, really, like the Forbidden Planet and um uh that's all i got for now but like weird shit like the day the earth stood still not great sci-fi it's or any sci-fi that um l ron hubbard wrote yeah he was a prolific writer yeah bro. that kind of shit fuck that stupid shit first draft sci-fi yeah it's not first draft sci-fi so i, I guess <laughs> i guess my thing is I, I just don't like um things being weird for the sake of being weird to like like just you can well yeah like like obviously it has to have good substance to it and maybe maybe his movie would have had a great plot uh and you know great acting and everything so maybe i'm kind of you know shitting uh, putting the horse before the cart um that i think his style like I've, i haven't watched el topo that one looks like i could probably somewhat get into um the, oh, the holy mountain one was like yeah, it it just seemed too fucking out there for me. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what I'm basing, um, what could have been with uh, with his Dune movie, um, yeah. and maybe it wouldn't yeah. have been, and and maybe that's not a fair. Maybe I'm not giving it a fair shake because it, it didn't happen. I think like the artwork that uh, Mobius and Geiger and all those uh, people did on it, I think it looks really cool. Yeah, for could, sure. Could it have been pulled off in the early seventies? I don't know. Um, you know, well enough to to make it, uh, um, you know, work. Yeah, not all clunky. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, we, I agree. Uh, like art for the sake of being weird, like being weird for the sake of being weird is yeah. there's nothing super valuable there. I agree. Yeah. So it's it's just those movies that like, yeah, I, I think film is art, but I don't think it needs to be like, you know, oh, well, this is, you know, high, like films are made to be consumed by, you know, people, right? And I think mm-hmm. not having your film uh, accessible or like, I, when I say accessible, I mean like that someone can just pull it off a shelf, whether you're, you know, sci-fi fan or not and get some entertainment out of it. Like mm-hmm. it, it shouldn't be made just for the purpose of um, bizarre art. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just me, but. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. There's, there's definitely value there. Yeah. I mean, we'll never know because it didn't get made and it never will get made. So um, who are we to say? Yeah, no, that's true. I think that it's kind of like the new internet culture. Like, I think people call it like lol random culture. Like, it's just like Adventure Time. Do you know the cartoon Adventure Time? Yep. Yeah. It That's like the epitome of like lol random cartoon bullshit. Or what is that fucking one? Um, Rick and Morty? No, I, that's way better. Um, uh, don't know. Don't care. Never mind. But Adventure Time, like the lol random culture, like dumb for being this, like the sake of being dumb or random for just the sake of being random. Mm-hmm. That's definitely what parts of this movie felt like. Like Jodorowsky's Dune, I 100% agree with you, Tyler, that it, it felt like he was being weird at points when he was telling us what it would have been like his choices there would have been weird just for the sake of being weird. Yeah. Like why would the King have to look like, like the tail of a scorpion mixed with a flamingo all cut up with like gold bars and stuff. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. Even with a context, it, it sort of was just out there because he knew it was out there and he was trying to be edgy and pushy. And pretentious. I think pretentious is a good word. He felt like a cult leader. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I'm looking at Hodorowski's uh, directing. So, he's directed 12 things. His uh, last thing he directed was a documentary called Psycho Magic, a healing art. Oh, no. This yeah. dude's a cult leader. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's getting senile. Maybe. Maybe. So uh, he did a movie Tusk as well, but it's, what? It's, it's what? not. It's not the same movie as uh, Kevin Smith's Tusk. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would argue that it might be as weird though. <laughs> uh, it's about an English girl and an Indian elephant born on the same day, and they share a common destiny. Oh, they both get ridden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, By the same Indian warlord. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I see you as equal. It sounds like just whole... throws <laughs> like two concepts at the wall. Yeah. And just he's like, let's try and make it work. Yeah. All right, team, go get me ten million dollars. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, and like you know, like the holy mountain, like I said doesn't appeal to me at all 
it has a 7.8 out of 10 on, on IMDb. So, you know, who am I to say <laughs> what's good and what's bad? You got to um, watch it now. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you could, I could see watching it, but it might just be like all three of us watched it and be like, so what was that about? And like, I don't know. Cause yeah, like the trailer for L whatever that like, they're, like like I showed Haley and she was just like, so what is this movie about? I was like, I, I have no idea. <laughs> like there's just scenes of like just people getting shot and like people walking up to people and just shooting them. There's a scene where someone has a gun that has Jesus like on the cross. So the yeah. shots like this, was that in the dock or was that? Yeah, was. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's in the trailer too. I was like, all right, that looks pretty cool. So like you've heard of uh, like method actors, I would call Hodorowski a method director. Yeah, so, I'm sure being an actor, like working for him, is like the wildest shit ever. So before he uh, he began filming for uh, The Holy Mountain, he spent a week without sleep under a Zen master's direction and lived communally with the film's cast for a month. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Like, all right, guys, we're collectively going to go crazy. So apparently there's a uh, a lizard and toad circus in this movie. And he says it was difficult to prepare for in film. The toads themselves were hard to dress and their, u- <laughs> and their urine was like acid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, you ever tried to coordinate some toads? Yeah. It's difficult. So they kept filling up with air and blowing it out, trying to escape. The lizards, on the other hand, were incredibly sedate and the cameraman would have to leave the camera rolling for long periods of time before they'd even flick their tongues or move their eyes. <laughs> there you go. That's so fucking stupid. Oh, no man. Kidding. I guess that's what they say. If you're making a movie, don't ever use kids or animals. Especially not toads. Yeah, or li- those lazy-ass lizards. Yeah. Speaking of that, I watched a Bollywood recently, and at the beginning of the movie, they have a disclaimer, like all animals in this movie were CGI. But then in the, so fine, but then in the middle of the movie, a scene would come up where there was an animal on screen and a little watermark in the bottom of the fucking like right or left hand corner, depending on like scene composition, would just say computer generated image. What? And I'm like, first of all, you told me already. Second of all, this is like a painting. This is like a like a Kubrick painting, and you're supposed to be able to take any snapshot yeah. from your movie, and it would be beautiful. But now it's got this fucking watermark on it. Oh, what? yeah. It was just weird. I've never seen that before. Like, in your feature film, there was tags. Fuck, that would piss me off so much. It was pretty weird. Yeah, it was distracting. Because then I would look for it. I'm like, oh, I see a snake back there. Is there? And then I'd see it. And... Was there? Yeah, that would weird. be funny in that movie. Then there's a scene where like someone's getting the living shit kicked out of them, <laughs> no and then CGI. there's like no, yeah. no. I thought that. Like, oh my god, I think they really beat this girl. Yeah, that guy just jumped 250 feet in the air and he kicked someone's head into the moon. This is real. Yeah, it's no CGI. <laughs> we didn't hurt those frogs. Yeah, it was weird. They were That's toads. Weird. They were toads. <laughs> Sorry, man. dressed. Toads. I guess there's a difference. Yeah. That would be hard. Which is awesome. Like, oh, I did wardrobe for a Hollywood movie. Like, oh, really? Like, yeah. Dressed up some toads. <laughs> toad suits. Yeah. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't really know what else to say about uh, Hodorowski's Dune. I, I, it's... You think uh, they'd ever make a 
an actual production book out of his book, like his production book. Apparently, according to the director of Drive, he's only the second person ever to see it, which I don't really buy. Yeah, except um, for all those studios that he took it to and they leaked through the whole thing. They're yeah. all dead. <laughs> yeah, the only living person. Yeah, yeah. It almost seems like it could be like a play or something, like some weird mm -hmm. Broadway production thing. Then it really, like, you could throw it way back in theater because I think performing like the Iliad and the Odyssey and the Enid, like classic Greek plays, those three in particular, um, it really would take, like, it was a weekend thing. You'd start on like a Friday evening and you'd yeah. go like all day Saturday and all day Sunday. Like, they're huge stories. And you'd have like, 20 or 30 people who would only memorize like one or half a book and they would recite it and then someone else would get up could you could you imagine speaking for like seven hours straight like you'd be fucked yeah. and then performing like shouting and screaming sometimes and people are dying yeah and like it would be super basic there wouldn't be like too many props or costumes or animals or chariots for sure and what yeah, i think but did we just stumble into somehow rewriting broadway yeah whole weekend yeah. shows you like camp out you've got like, like a little bunk. broadway you'd have like the craziest colors doing on broadway are we about to make jodorowsky's broadway let's fucking do it he's still alive yeah let's bait this old man yeah let's sure. get him <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure yeah come on um yeah and Try and get his son Brontus on board. Yeah, now he's an yeah. adult, so it won't be weird to get him naked on film. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. That was so crazy when they described his son's training regime, like six hours a day, yeah. seven days a week for two years. Like, he's a fucking kung fu master at this point. Yeah. Imagine what that kid was at school. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like he just comes back just all the like... fucking Mexican terror. Hardened and tanned. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jodorowsky, yeah. Actually, is Chilean, Chilean French. Oh, yeah. Right. I never lived in... No, I thought he was Mexican as well. But oh, that's, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. We all learn. Yeah. So, be, like him going back to school, he's like 13, and he's like ripped and like suntan, fucking and, like, assassin. He's got calloused hands. You're like, what the fuck have yeah. you been doing? This is our new student, and he's like David Carradine. <laughs> yeah, David Carradine at the front of the class. Well, hopefully, he's not like David with the whole hanging and the masturbation thing wait what you didn't know how david carradine died david carradine audio asphyxiated himself yes. while like yeah wanking yeah. holy shit yeah he's way more ag i thought he was more agile than that no well that's embarrassing he liked doors um <laughs> oh so brought uh, talking about brontus he hasn't been in a lot of like like hollywood stuff like it seems like foreign films and uh and stuff cool. like that. Just uh, garbage. Yeah. Except oh. except he was in one very large uh blockbuster. Gone with the wind? No, without what? No. <laughs> <laughs> he was in uh Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh uh, really? I've never seen that, but yeah. I saw it advertised, yeah. so I assume it's a huge movie. And in one movie he played a character with a different first name but the same last name. He played I'm Jaime Hodorowski. Weird. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, oh, it was it was directed by his dad. So that makes oh. sense. that makes sense. Jaime was uh Alejandro's father. 
How much oh. you want to bet? Oh. Maybe. I don't know. Made a movie about his. Ah, yeah. Well, that's cool. Oh, and he has another son, Aiden Hodorowski. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> In Spanish, his father's name would be Jaime. Oh, really? Yeah. There it's Well, it's Jame, but J-A-I-M-E, which would be Jaime. Yeah, that that's the way it's spelled in this movie. So, no, fucking, that was a great fucking guess. Huh. Good job. There you are. Look at you. And he has he has another son, Aiden Hodorowski. And oh, he has three sons. I don't know if what? he has three. He has two. two. Oh, I thought you said three different names. Sorry. He he has a lot of uh, kids. So if I if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, he seems like that kind of guy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you put your dick here. You put your dick at that. Well, good for him. He seems like the kind of guy that would literally fuck the book if he could. Yeah, yeah he has five children. Yeah, the book got a pregnant. That's believable. That's cool. Yeah, good for him. So apparently, he has Russian background too. Like he's Chilean French, but. Uh, um, he's a chili Russian, but uh, but yeah, when you look up Aiden uh, Aiden Jodorowsky's uh, uh, bio, it says he uh, um, his father was uh, Chilean, born in Chile, uh, with Russian background. So I don't know. Huh? Yeah. There you go. We're all related. There you go. Um. So. I mean, I don't have anything else to add to this one. If you guys do, <laughs> no, yeah. just that it would have been cool. Yeah, the thing that was never, never was. Uh, like I, the one thing I would have been interested to see is because you know, um, like we talked about at the end of last episode, and they talked about it in this documentary that uh, uh, Orson Welles uh, wanted a hundred thousand dollars an hour, mm-hmm. and they said, "No, well, Salvador Dali." But Salvador Dali. Yeah. Right. Okay. No. Okay. Yes. Um, and uh, he said, well, okay, I'll pay $100,000 a minute. But he was only going to have him in there for like maximum five minutes. And then like they made a, uh, like a, a robot <laughs> to look like him. I would have yeah. liked to see how, how realistic that would have looked. <laughs> yeah. I, I am thought, like Salvador. Like, I am. Cool. Thematically, it, it makes a lot of sense too. Like that's, the leader of a massive evil empire and he's never going to show his face to anybody. Yeah. So to like have a robot automaton as your mouthpiece, yeah. makes perfect sense. Totally believable. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Would you guys recommend this documentary to people other than yourself again? Um, people that were in the sci-fi. Yeah. If someone was a fan of Dune, I, I think, yeah. yeah, I would have, uh, I would say, yeah, give this one a watch, but, uh, Again, like I said, I've never seen either Dune movie, so I don't really know all that much about it. I haven't yeah. read the book. Um, so I, I, I think my interest level was just low to begin with. Mm-hmm. And I Actually, this doc, um, I would definitely recommend it to people. I don't know how I'd pitch it to them, but yeah, I would. But I learned something about my own family, actually, by watching this. Uh, I was talking with my parents, and 
apparently my grandmother, who I knew was a huge sci-fi uh, geek, she devoured the Dune books when they first came out. But like, she's like, uh, like she was Welsh. She's Welsh. She was uh, grew up uh, in the middle of World War II. Like, super kind of tough life. Didn't really have any. I don't know how she ever got onto sci-fi stuff, but yeah, she she loved Dune, the whole Dune series. Like, how many uh, books are there? There's at least three. Oh, cool. Um, that well, that's I don't cool. know. Yeah, I had no idea. And like, I I grew up with my grandmother, like split house, so Dude, I got like a sick her every day. Nan Nan was still alive, and we could have interviewed her. Yeah, well, she for Dune, like, yeah. Oh, this Dune would have been sweet. Yeah, like, show her this yeah. movie. That would have been really sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. So I, I, yeah, cool. I learned family connections. It's beautiful. Interesting. It is. This is a beautiful thing. We just made someone cry. So I have uh, picked another doc for next week, and I'll have to check with you guys. But I think we may want to select a new one. Um, so it, this is a historical doc from 1956 called "Night and Fog." Uh, so it features. Oh, the, about the, okay. It's about Auschwitz and uh, Majanic, oh. Majdanic. Um, it's only 32 minutes long. It's a, it's a, like an old doc. So do we want to watch a 32 minute one or we can. I'm down to pick something else. Yeah. But okay. Do you. Um, it, it's called a night in fog. Night and fog. Night and fog. Yeah. I might try and watch it anyways and. Give you guys a quick rundown, but yeah, let's pick another one. Yeah, okay. it's available for rent on Apple TV for five bucks, so uh, I'll so probably watch it anyways. Too uplifting. That. I don't even have Apple. It's going to be in the fifties though, so they're going to paint the Germans as like such nice, heartwarming people. Yeah, it's yeah. like saviors. Really, well, it's yeah. a fr- it's a French documentary. Oh, oh definitely. No. Then <laughs> definitely. Okay. We um, sitting, yeah, we did a nothing or wrong. It's. It's French name is, or maybe it's German name. I don't know. Uh, must be a French name. Uh, Nacht und Nebel. So yeah, I, that German. sounds German, yeah. 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 Nacht und Nebel. Interesting. I mean, even the word night and fog sounds so terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> like Jesus. Okay, um, yeah. You pick another one. So we picked another one based on a movie as well. Fuck. All right, what is it? Hearts of Darkness, a filmmaker's oh, apocalypse. Fuck yeah! Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> that's way cooler. God damn it! Holy yeah. shit! So this is ba- this is about the making of Apocalypse Now. Bro, this doc is so goddamn good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his wife made it. Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. Right. Cool. Well, watch some Hearts of Darkness. Holy Hell shit! Yeah. Nice. So, you know what? What I just realized today. That What's that, Tyler? Disney Plus has a ton of thirty for thirties on there. Yeah, they do. Yeah, uh, I because looking the other day, I was scrolling through today and I saw um, the one that we watched uh, about Duke. Um, I can't remember the name of it now. Uh, Fantastic Duke. Lies. Yes, yeah. So I was like, oh shit, it's on there. It's a thirty for thirty. So I went uh, browsing and yeah, there's a ton of thirty for thirties yeah, on there. Yeah, a whole bunch. Yeah, yeah. I actually I got my brothers and I was gonna watch Be Water. I think the um, Jet Lee or Bruce Lee? Oh yeah, the yeah, documentary one. Bruce that Lee. looks to be pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you guys watched any documentaries besides Jodorowsky's? Yeah, I I've watched so so many, 
so, so. No, I mean like in the last week. Yeah. You could yeah, tell. Right? Yeah. You got I, so much time. Oh yeah. What? Yeah, I, I stayed home a couple of days from work because of my concussion. So right. I just kind of watched. Uh, well, that's a silly question to ask him. He's not going to remember the documentaries, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, on on Netflix, there's one uh, about John McAfee. I was just going to ask you about that. It's fucking wild. Yeah. I heard Ooh. it's wild. Yeah, it's wild. Um, yeah, there's. I, I've watched some of the untold uh, ones, but like Manti Teo, uh, and cool. they, they just released the one about. Uh, there was a football player, a college football player that got like crazy catfish. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and at the time, people were like, "You fucking idiot!" And so, I guess this doc, a lot of people were like, "Oh, sorry, man." Catfish, uh, like romantically, like yeah. So, oh, so here's the story. So, uh, I can't remember the story when it first happened. Like, this yeah, was, I think we were in college, weren't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, yeah. He was like a football player uh, from Hawaii. He came to go to Notre Dame. Uh, he wishes he had went to USC, so he wasn't having the greatest time. And he meets this uh, woman online who has his cousin as a mutual friend online. And he asks his cousin, he's like, yeah, we talked a lot. Um, she's cool. So they started talking and she lives in California. He's going to school in Notre Dame, or which is up in Indiana. Uh, they're talking online. They talk on the phone. And then all of a sudden his grandmother dies and that same day he gets a call from his girlfriend's uh, I think brother or sister saying that she's, she's died. She has, she had cancer. She died. And so he's doing all these interviews like, yeah, my, my grandmother passed away. And within the like 10 hours, I realized my girlfriend passed away too. What? The fuck? He, he's calling her the love of his love of his life and all that stuff. And then um, there's a website, Deadspin, gets a hold of the story. And someone emails him and says, like, you need to look into this Manti Teo story. Like, his girlfriend doesn't exist. And so they release this story. And it was actually a guy pretending to be this girl the whole time. What? Even to his, like, cousins, his cousin? Yeah. This girl? What the fuck? What? Yeah. So, like, and you watch it, like, because everyone, like, like shit on him, right? For, yeah. for good, like, they thought, because uh, he was supposed to go in the first round of the NFL draft. He ended up dropping to the second round because, like, people were like, well, fuck, like, yeah. we, can't, we can't trust this guy anymore. Yeah. Uh, they talked on the phone. Oh, yeah. They talked on the phone. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And this was a big dude that he was talking to, like, a big dude. Like, so yeah. for him to, for him to sound like, like, it plays some of the voicemails and stuff like that that he left. Did he like through his throw his voice through like a computer program or something? No. What was it believable? Like you obviously oh, yeah. heard the audio. Like yeah. And at one point, like after she says she died, um, he like whatever moves on and and everything, and then he gets a phone call one day and he's like, "Hi, this is." Uh, you know, whatever her name was, it's sister. And you know, I just want to reach out and see how you're doing. And then he's like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. And then a voice comes on the phone. It's like, it's me. And he's like, it's who it's me. I, I didn't actually die. I had, I got in some trouble and I had to disappear for a bit. I'm back. Right. And he's like, what the fuck? And he's like, he's like, no, you need to, 
you need to send me a picture to prove that it's you. So he's like, I want you to throw like Manti Teo was like, all always did like the hang 10 sign or whatever. Uh, Cause he's from Hawaii. And so he's like, I need you to do that sign in the picture. I need you to hold up a sheet with the date and time and your, and my name or my initials or whatever. So he gets a text message from the same girl that he's been talking to, holding up the sign, doing the same hand gesture, everything. And he's like, well, yeah, well, obviously she's real. What he's the like, fuck? He's like, I don't know what to tell people now. Like I just told the whole universe that she's dead and mm-hmm. now she's back. And literally the guy who was catfishing him, like stole a girl's pictures that he went to high school with and like she- called her up and was like, Hey, I just, I know this is really weird, but I need you to do this thing for my friend. He's really sick. Uh, you know, can you, can you just like hold up this sign and do this gesture for me and send me a picture? And she's like, uh, okay. <laughs> and so she did it. So like super That's fucked up. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Super fucked up. Oh my yeah. God. What yeah. the hell? That's crazy that like she's out there walking around and like this dude who catfished my titles like, walking around like he's got to go to the Kmart and like buy fucking paper towels and dish soap and like regular people shit. Yeah. But he's, he's done some really fucking weird shit. That's so bizarre. Yeah. That's really weird. Wait, this was a documentary. Yeah. It's on, it's on Netflix called, it's part of a series called untold. Untold. Yeah. Yeah, Really cool. So like the The one on the, uh, point shaving, in basketball yeah. is probably cool because I listen to the that guy. I think it's that guy <clears throat> on a podcast. Tim Donahue. Yeah, yeah. Bill yeah. Burr and uh, Burr Kreischer interviewed him. Yeah, I just cool I time. just watched that one the other day. It was uh, it was really cool. good. But, uh, but yeah, watch all the watch all the untold stories. There's four episodes a season. This yeah, they're is the really good. Season. The last episode is going to drop this week. Oh, cool. Yeah. So oh, cool. They're all, they're all they're all really good, like even even the one about um, like I hate the whole Kardashian family, um, but there's an, <laughs> there's an episode on Caitlyn Jenner, and it's it's actually pretty interesting. Yeah. Oh, when Bruce was doing sports stuff. Yeah, and it, so it um, ta- talks about Bruce going to the Olympics and like his struggle his entire life, like thinking he's not who he is, and. Uh, yeah, it, it's really interesting. It, like it, it, it gives you a little bit of insight. So, cool. well worth the watch. Yeah, cool. So yeah, so uh, that's it, and we'll be back with some Hearts of Darkness next week. Oh, yeah, Hearts of Darkness. I gotta so watch Apocalypse now. Oh there. fuck yeah! Yeah, I've I've never seen it either, so maybe I'll give it a watch this week as well. So good. Okay, cool. gentlemen, uh, I will uh, talk to you next week. Bye. Peace out. Later.